Welcome everyone. We are about to begin Be'ezus Hashem, Feedback and Insights, Sheer number 5, email account, shalvaya777 at gmail.com. We will continue the theme of the last Feedback and Insight, Sheer, regarding how to get up after you fall. And like I mentioned last time, that even though a lot of this is geared towards young Jewish boys and young single boys, but it applies to people of all ages and it applies to women too, to understand their brothers, ultimately their husband or future husband, and their um, sons. And truth be told is that um, the young girls, they may have different types of struggles, a lot of them these days do have similar sexual struggles in their teenage years uh, like boys do. And um, what I ask you to do here is that it makes no difference discussing, and we will discuss all types of struggles, the girls' struggles as well, but everything I say, if you listen carefully, you'll be able to extrapolate and get your sidus out on your struggles, even though they may seem externally pretty different than the struggles I'm descri- describing here. And I'll explain that more as I go along. So anyway, going back to this, though, we're talking about um, especially young, idealistic Yeshiva Bachrim, but I told you it's not just Yeshiva Bachrim, it's any one learner, not learner, who wants to be an Erlich who is idealistic. I think we all are, inherently. And we're excited. It's after Rabbi Mitzvah. We're having Talis, and we're having a Tefillin, and um, Kabbalah Sal Mitzvahs, and we want to become strive, and we become, want to become good, and we want to accomplish. And we have a Yetzirah. And it pulls us sometimes um, and we feel that struggle within us. And many of us fall um, into sexual issues of looking at um, things they shouldn't look at, or pornography, or fantasizing, or um, and then masturbation. Now, it's not the time for it now, but we will discuss masturbation on the female side as well, but that's not for now. But we will discuss it. But in any case, the stipler talks about it a lot, and he gives chizik to a lot of yeshiva bachim that fell into these things. And the and one of the things he said, I'm going to mention now um, for the remainder of the shir, many things that he said in these letters to these bachim. And number one is is that no matter what's happening now. You need to understand. So in other words, he's talking to a bacher that actually fell into it or maybe is even enslaved into it, doesn't know how yet to pull themselves out of it, and they feel they're leading a double life. On one hand, they love learning, and they Rebbe thinks very highly of them. They themselves are very sincere. They're davening. You have to understand this, by the way. You know, when you have that internal struggle back and forth, your davening is just as sincere. Your Shabbos nishmas is high and it's beautiful and you it, it's hard to understand the agony of such a bacher of having such highs and lows within 
within them, raging within them. And the highs are real. That's what they need to remember. And the stipler emphasizes that. He says, no matter what you're doing, you have to remember your mechoyev and mitzvahs. And no matter what, even if you're still entrenched in this particular issue and you're trying to get out of it, nevertheless, you still should, should learn as much Torah as you can, and you will get schar in Olam for your Limana Torah, as Tzadikim would for their Limana Torah. That's very important to know. And the Torah and mitzvahs, even though the Svarim say that when you do something wrong, your Torah and mitzvahs are sort of taken hostage, whatever that's supposed to mean mystically. I mean, it doesn't have that strong effect because of the sins that are there, but the, it is known that as soon as you do tshuva and correct whatever that, you know, those sinful things that are in your life, then automatically all that Torah, all that filler, all that sweat and tears and, and, and agus nefesh and sarya had in your yegiyah satayra, in learning, in davening, trying to do mitzvahs, trying to be good, all those struggles, they'll all come back to you. You'll get that all that treasure back. It's only temporarily suspended, but ultimately you'll get it back. And then he says something, and listen carefully, and this is so true. He says that many svarim, because they want you to not fall into such things, into such sexual things like you know masturbation and things like that, so they describe a lot the stringency and the harshness of what these sins are, but they very much fall short in explaining the tremendous schus that a person has, even if he sometimes does fall, but if he tries and makes an effort and wages war, and often he will win. He does win at times and overcomes it and does not fall. Then when you do that, even if you're still ultimately in the struggle. But when you do that, you bring a holy light of Kedusha on yourself and on the worlds, and you're mamish misaka the oilam, and you're doing wondrous things. So anyone of you out there that's struggling with this, you should know that, first of all, even if you do fall sometimes in it as you're struggling with it, but those instances where you did conquer it, you overcame it, and you were successful. It may have been few and far between, maybe one success after two failures, or vice or whichever way. Then, in that point of the success, you are a bechina of Yosef Hatzadik. And the klal is, in generally, by the way, we're talking now about sexual things, but it applies to any type of Yetzirah. The general rule is a person is always at war with the Yetzirah, and sometimes he will win and sometimes he will be defeated. The defeat, again, is the battle, not the war. He did not lose the war. And just as they talk about the, the, the seriousness of this sin, nevertheless, look at the opposite side. It's equally true that if you defeat and you're successful, then your schus is unbelievable. It's tremendous. And and it's it's... A oitzer and a schar, even more than people who don't even have these struggles in the first place. And for a yeshiva bacher, 
a real ticken on this is, by the way, very important. Not fasting, not rolling in snow, not torturing yourself, not doing things to harm yourself physically. You still eat like a mensch, you sleep normally, and do everything to take care of yourself physically. And the Ikra Tikkun is Tyra. Yegiyas HaTayra. Working and toiling in Tyra. Even when you don't have pleasure in that learning. That is what is Mechaper. That is what is the Tikkun of this Chait. Of learning and, and thinking about Tyra and moving your mind off these things. And that's the Indian of Yer HaShemayim. Amuna, learning about Amuna also helps. He talks, says... He also says that at the end of Shemayna Esrei, at the Yeratzayin, you should always ask, please save me, save me from the Yetzah Hara. And here is a key also. You may think your prayer was not listened to. You may think, oh, I prayed with my heart and my soul, and I poured my kishkas out, and I'm still falling. Never give up from davening. At the end, the tefillah will have the results. Just some tefillahs, sometimes you'll see the effect right away. Sometimes it'll take a year. Sometimes it'll take longer. But every tefillah has an effect. So you see so far, even for the, from the few sentences and the few points that I brought up here, that even though I'm talking about a particular specific subject of male sexual issues and masturbation, the fact is, is a lot of these yesidus can be learned by girls, single, married, and older men, because these yesidus of not giving up, these yesidus of you may lose to the Yetzirah sometimes, and sometimes you will be victorious, and when you are victorious, you'll get tremendous amount of schar. And the idea of davening always in Shemayna Esrei, v'satzileinu miyetzahara, to save me from that. And the idea of not giving up in tefillah, these are universal ideas that apply to any particular Yetzirah, and to any particular struggle you're having in life. Not just these struggles. And therefore it's important, important to know and important to learn. And um, basically that is the real real way of getting a perspective on this. And it's such a shame that people get so shattered by it that they lose hope of ever uh, becoming who they want to become. And they shouldn't do that. They shouldn't do that. This this too shall pass as long as you're committed to stay erlich and stay menschlich and, 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 and be Ehrlich as much as possible, you will have that Siyat Shmaya at the end. You have to strengthen yourself with Simcha. You have to strengthen yourself with, um, you know, conviction and Amuna that Hashem is taking care of you and it's not forever and He's watching over you and He's not angry at you as long as He sees you're trying and you do the best you can. And... He also says, the stipler, that, of course, learning Torah, and the reason he says, basically, is that one hour of learning Torah is more precious to Hashem than a thousand tinies, a thousand fasts, especially these days, by the way. These days, those days, they used to be stronger, physically stronger, and they knew that they wouldn't be damaged 
when they fasted. These days, however, a fasting this really causes physical damage, causes mental and emotional damage in the long run, and it's Osir. We're not talking about the four main Tanesim, or Yen Kippur, and Tishabov, or some many Yerav Hashanah, you know, specific isolated areas, but in general, it's not a good idea, because it's usually not Sasi Sahara. And it's very important also, he says it here somewhere, I just don't see it in front of me now, about the importance of getting enough sleep. That's very, very important, to get enough sleep. Now this, I'll tell you, this is not from the stipler, but I saw this in the Kol Kisve Chafetz Chaim, about the biography of Chafetz Chaim. I saw it in the English Art Scroll, and I also saw it in the Hebrew uh, Sefer that I believe his son wrote about him. And it's not such a well-known fact, in some areas, although many have heard of it. Chafetz Chaim himself, when he was in his 20s, early 20s, or maybe late teens, I don't know the exact age, got to a point where he so overexerted himself in his Liman HaTayra that he basically experienced some type of a breakdown, a nervous breakdown, a mental breakdown, whatever it was. And Blineder, um, you know, if it's important for you and uh, you want me to get to the actual source of where he writes this in the Kol Kisve or in the biography, I could always pull it up. But it's very clear. You can look it up yourself. You'll find it. And there were many, many months and months and months where he barely could learn a word. He went to doctors and, um, and he, he thought that that was the end. You know, he thought that was that was the end. Slowly but surely, he got back to himself, and he healed. And he said, who would have thought that after such a thing like that, when I couldn't even have put two coherent thoughts together, that I would be able to be mechaber, a mishdebura, and a, and a, and a sefer chavetz chayim. And for 70 plus years after that, to be mesamic and go into the depths of Tyra the way I did. What chesed of Hashem. But he said, and his son writes also, that from that point on, once he saw how much overexertion um, uh, could cause mental breakdowns and physical weakness and illness, he was always careful with his Talmidim to make sure that they get enough sleep and they don't overexert themselves, no matter how important Yigiyah Satayra is. And that's why he used to actually himself, there was a night seder, whenever that night seder was in the yeshiva of Raden, then he used to come in personally, 10 o'clock at night, 10.30 at night, whatever it was, but not crazy late, and he used to close the kerosene lamps there, or whatever they had those days, and said to the Hamidim, tomorrow is another day. Tomorrow is another day. So that is very, very important. And um, Yiyush is a big part of this, meaning the despair. The despair is it's understandable, but it's that is the hardest part that and it's the most important part to fight. And I know it's not just boys. Boys feel guilty about all this and they struggle through this. The girls have their own issues too. Like I said, these days they, oh, many of them, suffer from these types of sexual impulses and issues too. But there's other problems too. 
feelings of inferiority, feelings of being left out of social cliques, and all these types of things. And it's sometimes, or, or, or you know, issues at home, not getting along with the parents for various reasons, or, you know, things like that. So many different issues. And it's not easy. But you have the ability to stay strong and to try to find people you could talk to and to believe in yourselves, believe in your neshama, believe in your abilities, believe that this too shall pass, this is not forever. You'll have a Yetzirah forever, yes. But the unbelievable, powerful struggles that, that actually could drive you up a wall and really cause it to derail you, hold on strong, Davin, never give up. And not only will you pull out of it ultimately down the road, you'll be able to help be help help other people as well. There's so much more to talk about, and uh, there are issues with people suffering from depression, from anxiety, bipolar. Loneliness could be terrible, especially in the teenage years. Terrible loneliness. That is so painful. And very often that also triggers people to fall into these things. And again, we're, we're going to get into this as well. The actual tendency, the sexual urge and the tendency is there for a reason. It is not evil in and of itself. That means you're not a bad person when you start getting over that bar mitzvah age or bas mitzvah age and start to feel these things and start to experience these things and the, and the feelings are very strong. And yes, you need to be responsible. You need to do what you can. You need to speak to people to, you know, to help you out and to be mechazik each other. But you are not, uh, I told you, it's not a mental illness. It's not pathological. It's not that there's something wrong with you. This is part of the human condition. With some boys and girls, it can be very strong, and with some it can be less so. But it's all normal. And in our generation especially, with such um, exposure to these things where unfortunately it's very difficult even to walk from your house to shul or to school or wherever and not see or uh, things, even if you're not looking to see these, you know, things that are not modest and things like that. It's almost impossible. It's it's a crazy world. And uh, we, 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 like I said in the previous shiurim, that if you stay erlich as best as you can, and despite that, you get up and you daven three times a day for a boy or a girl whenever she can, and you keep Shabbos, and you do as many mitzvahs as you can, and the very fact that you're opening a Gemara, I want to tell you, you should be proud of yourselves. I don't care how many times you fell. I don't care if you are right now in a real strong struggle with that Yetzirah where you feel like two cents or less. When you come to that first Seder in Yeshiva where you are, and you open up a Gemara, you learn it with Geshmak, with Yechavrusa, that is very dear Hashem, and it's very dear to Hashem, even if right now you are still struggling mightily with these types of urges and impulses. I will make a recommendation here um, of learning the Sefer HaTanya, 
chapter 26 through 32. Uh, Rabbi Y.Y. Jacobson, he's a well-known speaker now, as he said when he was younger. The number is 718-735-7333. And then you press, I think, two for English. And then you press, I think, one for Hasidus. Then you press, I forgot which number, that says Tanya, in-depth Tanya. And then in-depth Tanya, it's going to introduce to you, one of them is, they're going to say, it's Rabbi Jacobson, give you a shear, and you could pick the chapter, and start with 26 and go to 32. Those, Parakim in Tanya. It makes no difference whether you're Lubavitch or not Lubavitch, or whether Rabbi Y.Y. is your cup of tea uh, as a speaker or not, it makes no difference. The Etzim Teichen, of those chapters is universal and yesidistic. It discusses about how to handle depression, how to handle anxiety, how to handle pain in your life, how to handle when things are not clear, how to how to handle apathy, how what is what does the Avas Yisrael mean? The basic yesidis of human emotions and how to handle those situations. From chapter twenty six of Tanya to chapter thirty two of Tanya is for every single Yid. And I encourage you, again, I don't get half stock in him, I don't know him, maybe with what I recommended Rabbi Pliskin or whoever else I say, I don't know any of them. And, uh, you know, so it's not a plug. But I just want to tell you that whether you learn Tanya, don't learn Tanya, whether you, you listen to Rabbi Jacobson, you don't, Push yourself, if you can, to listen to those aspects, to those tyrus between chapter 26 and 32, and listen to those shiurim. It could transform and change your life and your perspective, and it'll help you pull out of the negativity and explain how to deal with it. We will talk more about this. I wish you all well. My hearts are with you, and um, you should have a wonderful day. Take care.